0: Welcome back to the Quiet Unset podcast. I'm Ewan Graf, and as always, I'm joined by La Clantilly, as well as my cats in the background.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Warning, Lord of the Rings has been acquired by a big studio, which means remakes are on their way. If you have a bomb shelter, I'd suggest going into it now if you don't want to see any Lord of the Ring remakes.
0: Brace for impact, uh, but also ah. let's talk about the Oscars. Um, I caught up with the last nominee, that I hadn't seen yet. And luckily, did the same with the Best Picture 10. Check out a video that we did uh, going all over the Best Picture 10 here, but that's not the place to talk about this in this intro. You also watched The Menu, so we'll talk about that.
1: And finally today, we shall be talking about Women Talking. Yes, yes. the silently underrated Oscar uh, movie. Not a lot of discussions mm. outside of the film world about this one, so I yep. feel like it's a quiet little hit. But yep. you hear our full thoughts very briefly.
0: So let's cue up that intro and get into the show. We are Seriously. professionals. This is, this is a
1: professional podcast. Yeah.
0: Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Hello there. <laughs> Which actually did you get your hat a as bit, well? Um. Yes.
1: So I've got Dune cam. It's just a camera <laughs> with my Dune steelbook.
0: Welcome back, Lachlan. It's been a busy week for us. For you, Hello. you watched uh more movies than you usually more do, movies so than deserves. you I wouldn't sh- double check that it c- it could be I've been to another season of of t v but we'll get into that in uh yeah. what we've been watching um some great some great stuff releasing as pretty much worldwide we get to all of these Oscar nominees uh we've had a week at our the theater with after and Tar playing like at the same time um and it's been great to see a lot of people enjoy that film here locally as well. Uh, So you can see, those are great films. Go support them. Uh, Even though they're not not the biggest box office hits overall. But, uh, Lachlan, we are here to uh, chat about film stuff. And let's get into the film news of the week. (music) Do you want to kick it off with the big news item that uh, you brought in last minute here with Warner Brothers
1: Warner Brothers has acquired the rights to the Lord of the Rings movie franchise which means there could be some Lord of the Rings remakes on the way. Now this kind of uh almost missed being in this news segment this week because mm-hmm. uh they didn't really hear about it until recently but yeah my god that's a that's pretty big cuz mm-hmm. obviously Prime or at least Amazon owns the rights to the TV uh Adaptation of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And they uh they butchered it, if if I'm totally honest. So I wonder what Warner Brothers idea and plan is uh for the Lord of the Rings. Ewan, what do you feel about this? How do you how do you
0: if this happened five years ago, I would have been more hopeful, but Warner Brothers being on the brink of like, you know, having a bunch of flops at the box office as of recent, not as many movies, they don't have that much in the bank. Uh To mm. fund a a big movie a fantasy movie like this that costs a ton of money for c g i for the costumes, for the set design Th- there's a lot of money spent you know on on these types of films and i don 't think they they have it right now i, I mean they, I mean they need it right now they wouldn't need a big hit i don't know if they'll be able to pull it off though what do you think?
1: Uh, well, it depends if they're going to remake it or if they're going to
0: oh, maybe oh, no. just
1: leave the original as they are. And oh, expand I didn't even think about that. What? what? Uh,
0: I didn't think they would. What? I, that hadn't even crossed my mind that they would remake it. It's, it's so recent. Why would you remake it? Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they made the, remakes
1: faster than, than, I guess, 20 years ago. Because I feel like it's about 20 years ago that they came out. Yeah, 2001. Yeah, it's about 20 years ago. I mean so, the suicide. Squad, it's not out of the know? world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remake like literally two years later. Exactly. The the thing is the thing is, the current industry is in a phase of remakes because yeah. they don't want to establish new IPs. They wanna continue on with current established IPs. Uh there's in this earnings call, uh they have stated that they have made a deal to make multiple films. Mm. So obviously it's not a one project. Pony, yeah. Uh this acquisition. Uh it's very interesting uh but it does say that uh Peter Jackson is being kept in the loop about the projects. It yeah. would be interesting to see if Peter Jackson would come back. Would do you reckon Peter Jackson would because I mean he's done every other one. Do you reckon he would uh stop whatever he's doing and do another Lord of the Rings?
0: Yeah, he would do an other lot of the Rings. He definitely wouldn't do a remake of of it. Mm. Uh, I feel like
1: no, he yeah, he wouldn't do a remake. But he, he, I mean, if they offered him a new movie deal to expand the Lord of the Rings universe, do you reckon he would take it up, or do you reckon his time with Lord of the Rings is is done?
0: I I don't know him personally. No, I I just don't know what he's up to as of recent since the Hobbit films. So I feel like this would be an opportunity for him to jump big onto jump back onto like a big film but i don't know if he's interested in that mm. uh but yeah what do you think you think he'll be back uh
1: maybe as maybe as a producer i don't i don't i don't yeah, personally think peter jackson will come back to the directing helm but mm-hmm. i feel like he'd be heavily like executive producer because he's got his hand in every single he's basically like a pseudo director he's he's not going to be the one that says directed by he's going to be the one that mm. has produced by and I'm sure his name is probably going to uh, pop up first. <laughs> Peter Jackson, but like, Peter Jackson's
0: is... Lord of the Rings although he doesn't direct it <laughs> you know but this
1: is pretty big the fact that it's uh, Warner Brothers because Warner Brothers has got some massive uh, universes I guess they're trying to expand on the yeah. first one that comes to mind for me is Dune because they've just hit that big success for Dune mm. part 1 yeah. They've got Doom Part 2 and I'm sure if it succeeds they're probably happy to expand the universe mm. And and again Warner Brothers has also done uh, DC stuff yeah. So they've also got that universe they're trying Let's to set up Let's see it all come it's, together uh, into
0: one big universe <laughs> no, they probably, cross, they're not allowed to do universe, that.
1: universe multiverse. Yeah,
0: I'm sure that there's some class that they're not allowed to do that.
1: I, I'd love to see more Lord of the Rings. I do mm-hmm. enjoy those movies and I'd love to see expanded universe stuff. I feel like I've said that recently with Star Wars. I'd love to see expanded universe Star Wars, yeah. not, you know, Skywalker Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Lord of the Rings has that fantasy aspect that is is really awesome. It's that classic fantasy uh genre uh that i know that you're not the biggest fan of yeah uh, fantasy per se mm-hmm. yeah do you, do, you've seen lord of the rings right but i've seen
0: ago. it i've seen it once i've seen all of them once yeah yeah so like you know if, if you haven't seen it like three times i feel like you're not a true fan of the series no,
1: uh, no you're not but maybe for but hey. season
0: two i'll revisit it if if that turns out to be any better i don't know And do
1: you reckon it would make a billion dollars?
0: Yeah, I I feel like a new Lord of the Rings film would definitely make uh, close to a billion dollars. Yeah, I think all of the Hobbit films did fairly well, but some of them didn't get to a billion. I feel like the consensus was pretty quickly that, you know, they stretched a one movie story into three. Um, That was like the peak of that. Do you reckon it will
1: make 2.2 million dollars?
0: Billion, you mean?
1: Oh, sorry, billion dollars. Yeah, sign? I mean, it will.
0: I'm gonna make two point two in the first like opening hours of it. But uh, I, no, no, I don't think so. But that's that's a great segue, Luckman. What are you leading to?
1: I'm leading to the fact that Avatar: The Way of Water has overtaken Titanic mm. uh, as a more profitable movie. Currently yeah. sitting at number. Three. Three, the third Suck spot. it James Cameron <laughs> On the box office records
0: Yeah exactly
1: This means James Cameron is just competing with himself at this point Avatar, the original Avatar Is making its way up to almost 3 billion by the way Because of its re-releases it's, yeah, it's, It definitely will get there It's now, it's now at there. the number one spot yeah. It's now at its number one spot It's overtaken Endgame It's uh, sitting at 2.9 billion dollars It's so close to hitting 3 And that will be insane a uh, $3 billion success would be mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this top 10, is a, it, it is crazy. I think Lord of the Rings could probably, if they do another one, uh, and they really do a good one, could probably sneak into this top 10 list. I reckon there'd be enough fans to go and watch it. Maybe mm. not if it's, oh, you know what? I was about to say not if it was three hours, but now thinking it, if I look at Avatar, Endgame, Way of Water... Yeah. They are all like three hours
0: long. So, And it's also maybe why they, you know, some theaters charge extra. I don't know how this all gets tabulated and calculated here for the box office. But I feel like you know that. Well, it goes into the same thing where well, there's less showing of it of of it because it's a longer film. Mm. I don't know. They're just widely successful at this rate. Uh, but the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, not the Hobbit ones, I think, are still. Oh no, wait. What about the Hobbit? Let me quickly check that.
1: I'm on the list now. I can. They're see... They're all in the
0: top 100. Uh, all Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And all uh um uh and all of the Hobbit films. Although I think Return that... of the
1: King is that... 30 two towers is at 66 yeah. and fellowship is at 69 uh those last two didn't hit a billion but exactly, the yeah. king hit 1.1 if we go mm-hmm. hobbit uh hobbit is at 47 it did 1 billion mm-hmm. uh which sorry that's unexpected journey did 1 billion uh desolation of smog did just it fell under off yeah it fell off about 50 mil, and then stayed the and same right battle of five armies yeah 940 yeah. as well so i guess those other two didn't really make it uh into the billion i mean both of those Billion club billion i mean adjusted baby, for inflation
0: so. now a lot of stuff is probably still is over a billion Um, Yeah, but they don't do that here. Fuck, I
1: forget that Zootopia made a billion dollars.
0: That is crazy. Yeah, (laughs) I mean it makes sense. There's now over
1: fifty movies that have made a billion dollars at the box office. Wow, fifty being Zootopia. That's crazy. A billion dollars is a is a crazy amount of money to to be uh, making. Uh, Even like you know this. What's the number one hundred? Prisoner of Azkaban. So almost eight hundred mil. That's still a Mm -hmm. lot of money to make. Uh, yeah. And, you know, well, how much did Prisoner of Azkaban get made on, you reckon?
0: Uh, I think it would probably be like 150. Maybe. You reckon 150?
1: Yeah. Ooh, I want to say 180. I'm going to go a little bit higher than you. I reckon ah, it's
0: it's a bit lower. It's a bit lower. Apparently, it's 130. This is a tension. Ooh. I could do this for hours. Maybe we should, like, you know, do a deep dive onto the box office 100. Uh, it'd be interesting bed- to game. see.
1: Yeah. Taking out some, oh, I wouldn't say. I mean, inflation is going to have to be thrown in there as well.
0: Yeah, I guess you have to keep that in mind while you're guessing it. But I mean, if budget and growth is not adjusted, then you know you just got to take into consideration the release date year. That's it for that. Moving on. Tangent. Uh, the last time we'll probably mention the head-to-head race here uh, until I guess Avatar uh, Avatar One breaks three billion with either Avatar Three or Four. Endgame can't really re-release in that same sort of way uh, because it's connected to that, like, Infinity Saga. Uh, but yeah, uh, two more news items. Uh, one of them being that the Berlinale wrapped one of the, um, I guess, first big festivals here. One of the, the big three that happened in Europe uh, with the Berlinale, then Cannes, and then Venice Early in the year already Sundance. We're moving to South by Southwest in March. So, uh, yeah, ramping up like a festival a month until, like, later in fall where you see a whole bunch of them. Um, I didn't go this year, Uh, I plan to go next year, that's why I'm mentioning here, hello, the Berlinale exists, so maybe we can do a bit of coverage uh, when I end up there next uh, year. Lastly, we talked about, you know, Warner Brothers acquiring the IP uh, to make movies for, I guess, Middle-earth saga, the Lord of the Rings saga. Blumhouse is venturing into the video game uh, sphere uh, opening up their own department to uh, produce these video games. Lachlan, what do you think of that? Blumhouse doing video games.
1: Horror games? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, horror games, yeah. Low-budget horror games, similar to what they do oh, with the
1: Low-budget and horror games. Yeah. Uh, probably some of the most successful short-run lived game. I mean, like yeah. Slender Man Slenderman. was based on a shitty game and it was a very shitty movie uh but the oh, game such a great was movie joey king so low oh. budget that made it scarier so i guess they uh i guess they realized that similar to horror movies they're cheap to make and they can make a lot of money mm-hmm. same with horror games so i don't know if they could maybe make some like cool indie stuff man i'd be i'd be i'd be keen but yeah yeah no, i'm i'm uh i'm excited i'll see what it does oh with uh with budget below 10 million that's a lot of money okay 10 million dollars is a lot of money that's the
0: thing i don't know i don't know how much 10 million gets you in the video game uh world but uh, like uh, the the video game market i think has um for a few years been talked about in a way that it makes more than like the film music whatever like uh sections combined um, I feel like because the the, the upsell on it is like that much higher per unit that you pay, um, and there's a lot of mm. people who do it, and I think a lot of it is probably also mobile gaming, um, that's probably also something that they're looking at just because it's so profitable, um, but yeah, some good indie games. I don't say no to that. That sounds like fun. Um, but that's it for the news of this week. Uh next week we are doing our final Oscar predictions. So. Don't forget to fill out the form where you can participate in the Quiet Onset contest to win a year of Letterbox Pro uh, on Letter on Letter <laughs> to win to win a year of Letterbox Pro for free. If you end up winning that contest, we'll participate and uh, yeah, hopefully do better than we did in the last few years. But Luckland, let's get to what we've been watching. All right man, what have you been up to?
1: Uh, you. Oh, you want me to go? Okay, I'll go. Yes. I yeah. have been watching a number of things just to kind of catch up on, I guess, the Oscars coming out, so I can make my predictions. I've been watching uh, a lot of Oscar-nominated films. Also, been trying to catch up on films that I've uh, never seen before, uh, mm-hmm. and films I might have just recently missed. So to kind of you know categorize these films, the films that I was catching up on for the Oscars were Triangle of Sadness and obviously this week's topic, uh, Women Talking. So you get into my conversation about women talking a bit later, but mm-hmm. Triangle of Sadness was uh, quite fun. Yeah. Uh, quite enjoyable, uh-huh. very funny. Uh, and I had a great time with it. Uh, so I can see how it got nominated. Uh, stands no chance in, in any yeah. opportunity for uh, any of the categories I believe it's nominated in. Um, best picture, I'm sorry, it's not going to go to it, but I have to admit that it was a enjoyable time, uh, an enjoyable, uh, comedy, which that was even, even crazier. The fact that I was like actually laughing out Mm. loud, uh, with some just dumb moments. Uh, but it's only nominated for three Oscars, I believe, original screenplay, which, don't think it's going to go to that uh best mm-hmm. picture as i said not going to go to that and yeah. directing sorry ruben it's mm. not your year
0: um yeah definitely not
1: uh animated films uh i was catching up with uh two of the animated films that i was yet to see those mm-hmm. being uh puss in boots the last wish and yeah okay the sea beast uh mm-hmm. the sea beast i thought was just a average mediocre animated film it, it like didn't really have much heart to it even though it really did try um mm-hmm. had a really good voice cast which made it even yeah. more disappointing that you know you just really couldn't get into any of these characters and yeah it just even the main creature the sea beast itself was one of the most boring designed creatures i've ever seen like it's it very was pretty smooth, much just you know like right? flat and smooth yeah, There was really yeah. no texture to it mm. um which you know it, it, not an entire criticism for making a very you know, important creature just look kind of visually boring but hey that was just my opinion uh Puss and Boots was way more of a fun ride for me uh once again oh. it was one of those kind of like shocking why is this really funny and the the, yeah. the the humor really landed for me uh and the voice cast as well is also spectacular but they had a lot more flair to it I guess they had a little bit more fun in this film mm-hmm. than what they could in other ones and i just really enjoy like a great example is like the grimm's tale the Gr- grimm's brothers tales like the yeah they more realistic story uh fairy tales of mm-hmm. sorry the very realistic version of fairy tale stories i absolutely mm-hmm. love that uh so puss in boots the last wish was wicked now i've seen all the animated feature films uh i can still say that the uh the, <laughs> it's gonna go to pinocchio <laughs> like that's probably a lock for pinocchio in that category. Yeah. Um did you see because that the other uh, two films
0: Did you see that Puss in Boots uh made its way into the uh Letterbox Top 100? Did it's it? on place 100. Yeah. Oh wow, uh, just the in. hype is is That's yeah, the good. hype is uh, well, it's 250 for a Letterbox, but like it's, you know, in the 100, so it, it is much below yeah. it, way higher than uh than um Uh, I mean, it was fun. Like, it it really was
1: a lot of fun. uh, Yeah. And, you know, I didn't think I was going to enjoy myself, which is why I didn't kind of go see it in uh, cinemas. I just waited for it to come out. Mm -hmm. Um, But, hey, I'm happy to be surprised and enjoy my time. Like I did with Puss in Boots. Um, So those were my my Oscar ones. Oh, wait. Was the... No, menu? menu wasn't nominated was it no unfortunately um, not which no. is a bit disappointing because mm-hmm. my god this is another again another film that i didn't think i was going to enjoy but when i finished it i was blown away like it was uh, a shock <laughs> of how crazy good the literally. menu was um yeah i yeah literally um i had to just recommend it to everybody i was like hey, have you mm-hmm. seen the menu and they were like no and i was like you should watch the menu and there were people who i was kind of nervous to recommend it to i didn't think they'd like it and i was like ah yeah. oh, you should just try watching the first like 20 to 30 minutes and just wait for the first sort of like shocking thing to happen and if you enjoy that then continue on
0: mm-hmm. and pretty
1: much everyone i recommended it to actually i think everyone that i recommended it to and they've watched it so far has pretty much come back and said top stuff uh really yeah. fun fun moments um
0: yeah it's a movie for the people, you know. It, it's an easy one to movie recommend. It's it's an enjoyable oh, thriller. right? Nothing too deep. Um I like it.
1: Shots of the food was incredible. Like god, yeah. man, it made me so hungry. I was so hungry. Uh <laughs> yeah. to kind of like that eat cheeseburger make me
0: question should, should I be vegan? <laughs> I want that cheeseburger right now.
1: Obviously Anya Taylor-Joy and uh Ralph Fiennes will be praise for this but yeah. i want a special shout out to nicholas holt because <laughs> he was, uh yeah. he was great he was so much fun <laughs> he was so good um so, yeah, and i feel like he psycho. might be slightly underappreciated and mm. uh oh, i can't remember the actress's name i'm trying to find it uh uh hong Chao. hong Chao?
0: yeah hong Chao hong Ch- Ch- uh, hong Ch- hong, hong was uh wait let me in fact because she was in the whale i don't she was also she was in the whale she was in this as well. I don't, um
1: yeah, oh, yeah she, she was the yeah. main
0: um, oh yeah i forgot waitress. that she was in this as well oh my god she's had a great year as
1: elsa yeah she was wicked absolutely wicked as well yep. uh just this great faced honest like no bullshit waitress yeah. was wicked as well so mm. i i honestly think that people should go watch this like i gave it a four star uh immediately it was one of those ones when i when i raided it oh yeah that voice crack it's happening ewan my Puberty's um, going. Finally, it's happening. I was for this Finally! Yes. Um, top ten most embarrassing moments caught on camera. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, I gave it immediate four star on Letterbox. Mm-hmm. It was one of those moments where when I rate things on Letterbox, I kind of like put my finger on the stars and I kind of like move <laughs> up and down until I find like the right spot. Where this one yeah. just went four stars. Submit. Mm-hmm. Easy. I had an absolute great time. Um, the last the last one uh that I'm going to talk about is the Equalizer two because mm. I watched okay. the original Equalizer and I'd never seen it before for the first time about mm. two weeks ago and I decided to yep. follow it up with the Equalizer two, uh, knowing that they're in post production now I believe for the Equalizer three so that will be mm. coming out soon and I know that this is like you know I've had people say I would love to see uh, Denzel's Equalizer and my dog is at the door one second. Here I am watching The Equalizer 2. Wasn't as good, unfortunately. Uh, And I've known that people want to, like, have John Wick and The Equalizer guy. They do? I don't know his name. Go up against each other. And I'd love to see that because that's pretty badass. Um, Mm -hmm. But no, yeah, that's that's basically what I've been watching. Um, I don't think I've watched anything else. Mm. That literally. Literally. Look at me. Literally. Usually, Ewan's the one who monologues for like 30 minutes about what he's been watching. But no, today, it's me.
0: I love this. to Like, put that in in whatever. Like, mark it down. I love this. This is great. Um, yeah, I, I caught some stuff as well. N- not as much as you did. So, uh, I think you definitely watched more <gasps> than me this week. Yeah, I had a busy week. Uh, heaps of editing and stuff like that. Just on the side. Uh, but I went to see the new Creed film. We'll talk about that one next week in full spoiler thoughts. Because Luckland. Next week we'll be talking about a bunch of more films if we end up doing this that he watched because he said he said actually not just the Creed he watches uh all of the Rocky films he's watching Raging Bull he's watching Southpaw he said he literally wants to watch every boxing film because otherwise he couldn't like all of the anime that uh Michael B Jordan references for the production of this
1: Do you, do you have this on, like, I, I said it. Were you making <laughs> just now?
0: <laughs> ah, did you said that? Well. No, he he'll catch up with the Creed films. Uh, He hasn't seen them before. Um, at least the first one. I also rewatched that one last night, and uh, oh my god, the light is coming in. I had to open my window, and it's really aggressively shining on me right now. Uh, but yeah, give me the spotlight for this Creed. Uh, one is amazing. I, uh, I think I'm I'm coming in a bit less hot on Creed three after rewatching the first one, just because that one is done. Incredibly well by Ryan Coogler, and this third one is directed by Michael B. Jordan. The fight sequences are great. We'll get into that uh, way more next week, so I'm saving that. Overall, if you like the franchise, go check this one out. It will still be fun, um, like the Rocky films as they progressed. They got a bit wackier, a bit wilder, um, a bit dumber as well. So that's exactly what what you get here. Uh, then I caught the last film. I had to to watch all of the Oscar nominees. Uh, you can go check out Evad. that should be on my YouTube channel where I go over every single one of them, put them in a tier list of what you should watch, what you can skip, Um, exactly that, you'll get that covered, won't go into like as detailed of a description here on the podcast, but EO was a donkey film that got in over Decision to Leave, I wouldn't put it over Decision to Leave, I don't know if that was like the exact thing that matched up here, but that one got in, at least, like, we need one a year. We got like a, a yak in the classroom, I think, last year. Some random <laughs> film with like an animal always gets into the international picture race. And EO is, is fine. It's about like a, do- uh, a-, a donkey's journey um, as he gets like misused and he just, he just tries to stay alive, um, basically. And it's this tale about like this innocent being being uh, subjected to the harshness of humanity. That's basically what EO is. And it's done pretty well. Um, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, Worth checking out. But, um, I mean, we all know that All Quiet being nominated for Best Picture is going to take that. So, I feel like other than with Parasite, which was like the shot that it takes Best Picture, I don't like when one of them gets into the Best Picture thing. Because then the the interest is less like there from the people. And people catch um, up less with, you know, the International Picture nominees. Uh, Lastly. Uh, shout outs to, to Zach Shevich from the Intercup podcast on their recent uh, weekend much, must watch. They talked about Party Down, uh, a series that came out, I think, in like 2009 or, or like or, or like 2012 or something like that, like over 10 years ago, uh, about a, a crew of, um, <laughs> I guess, uh, party event people that are caterers. Um, 10 episode series, there's two of them, season wrapped, a uh, series wrapped even. And now we are getting a third season. Episode one just premiered uh, the other day. And it's a really underrated uh, comedy show that I've never heard of before. And I just had to binge through the whole thing. It is so incredibly funny. It's great. It's with um, Adam Scott, who some people might know from Parks and Recreation or now from the Apple TV Plus show Severance. Um, Yeah, some great performances in it. And I can wholeheartedly... Shout that out if you need something fresh on the comedy side. Go check out Party Down. But that's it for all I've been watching. Um, so, you are you ready to get to those women talking? Let's hear them. Let's hear them talk. Let's
1: get to them women talking. Let's hear them talk.
0: A group of women in an isolated religious colony struggle to reconcile their faith with a string of sexual assaults committed by the colony's men. That's women talking from Sarah Polly writer-director adapted this um, novel adaptation from a um, novel from 2018. I thought, honestly, that this was like something that was way longer ago, but it's, I guess, a period piece. That's why I kind of thought, oh, this was written way back. Like you said earlier in the show, it did kind of fly under the radar, but then resurfaced and managed to uh, snag up a Best Picture nomination alongside a uh, Adapted Screenplay nomination. Uh, Only two in total, but still getting into that um, Oscar race. Deservedly so. Uh, It's also been received uh, overall pretty positively. I think all across the board on Metacritic, it's a 79. On IMDb, uh, 7.2. And then on Letterboxd, as you'd expect, a 3.8 pretty high over there. It comes in at a runtime of 104 minutes and is done by Orion pictures uh only grossed about 6.2 million dollars at the box office so far although that has to be prefaced that um the international rollout is just about to happen and i think it made about 5 million in the states which still isn't really a lot it's definitely the oscar film uh, the, uh, the best picture film that made the least amount of money at the box office uh, so Lachlan, let's uh, dive into it We'll get into like uh, more plot-heavy stuff uh, Later on, we'll give a proper spoiler warning Once we get to those specific moments But what did you make of the film overall, Lachlan?
1: Women talking from just like a, a s- overview uh, Succeeds in a lot of ways mm-hmm. Technically, very, very good Except in one area, which we will get to very shortly And I feel like yeah. and will know what area I'm talking about from a technical standpoint, has to do with the cinematography, not mm. with like the framing and stuff. But we'll get back to that. Uh, yeah. With films like Women Talking, where ninety-five percent of the story is going to be told via dialogue, and th- there are films like this in the past that are very dialogue-heavy. Mm-hmm. The dialogue has to be good, yeah, and the performances have to be incaptivated. Uh, have to be captivating to draw you in and keep you focused because Mm. there's nothing that's going to keep you in visually about this film. There's no big explosions or set pieces that are going to make you blow your mind and keep you engaged with this film. It is primarily the story and dialogue and performances that keep this movie basically up high and Mm. on the edge of your seat.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh yeah. Exactly. So for me, I, this film is really, really good. And it was a bit of a shocker to not like hear about it until it kind of just came out and became Oscar nominated. And I'm watching it because I didn't actually watch it throughout the year. And I'm glad I did because it's spectacular. It's wicked. Yeah, I, I feel
0: like apart from, I guess, the other Oscar nominees, it's a bit of a, a downer of a movie. Other than that, maybe you got all yep. quiet that kind of compares to it. But Elvis, Banshees, Avatar, everything everywhere, Fableman's Tar, Can you tell me Elvis is
1: not depressing? Huh? The abuse that Elvis went through. I'm I'm fucking. (laughs) I was about to say. Fuck Elvis. (laughs) Fuck Elvis. (laughs) The abuse on set. Not fuck Elvis. Like the person. Like fuck the movie Elvis. I'm fucking sick of it. Yeah, it's yeah,
0: it's everywhere, unfortunately. Uh, but 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 but. uh, I think women talking really succeeds. uh, Like you said, in making a um ensemble. Mainly dialogue driven movie work, and that's that's really hard and um it could also come off especially with the the type of subject that um, you are more lenient towards it because it tackles a difficult subject that you would um mm. i guess like more easily sympathize with the women this obviously because they went through something. but this movie goes way 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 beyond that as well. it just works on a lot of levels that go beyond a like you know the message being spread about this and this being more openly talked about uh the the quiet solitude and not so quiet solitude once they come together and talk about it and still not being able to open up there's there's a lot of it in there and it's uh incredibly well like uh, woven into the dialogue as well as just like some character moments and all of the um, all of the characters here bring their a game. Uh, there was one outlier that I didn't really like, and it, it's a bit weird because it's like the one man. I'm like, I didn't like really like his performance, <laughs> although a lot of people really seem to to love him in this uh, great ensemble film. Um, with a a difficult subject to talk about. Uh, because overall, this feels like simple. If something bad has been done to you. You gotta move away and move on from this. But there's so much more. That they end up talking about it, because like this entire movie is essentially about them deciding should we stay or should we go and what we slowly uncover, which is not really a spoiler, is that everyone, every single one of them advocating for it or against it, are in some way impacted by uh, this abuse, this sexual assault that keeps happening in this colony, and the way that they discuss it as well as like what their impact and their responsibility ultimately also falls onto their shoulders, how this goes forward and how, how they don't really have a say in just like, you know, even the young boys falling into the, those abusive footsteps. It is, it's, it's morbidly depressing if you, if you think about it, um, and it and it leaves you uh, really sad. Uh, it, it's just uh, devastating to watch and it's, it's a thrilling ride. Uh, it's it's uh, emotional and it's touching. I, I really liked it. I really, really had a great time of it and I'm glad it got the best picture nomination. So hopefully some more people will check it out. Lachlan, do you wanna talk about the one thing that we don't really like about the film though?
1: Do you wanna say it on three so we know we're talking about the same thing?
0: Yes. <clears throat> one, two, three. Color, color grading. Yeah.
1: What the fuck happened to the color grade of this film?
0: All right, I, I, do, I do know what happened because Sarah Poli I think talked about it a bit. Is that uh, she wanted it to be as like bleak as possible, as close to black and white as you can, while still having color in it. And I don't really get the choice because it, it it doesn't it doesn't look. I mean it it's not a deal breaker for the film in in any sort of way. It just doesn't look great. Um, and I think it's supposed to look great in that sense. Yeah, but it's just something I understand.
1: I understand it now. I do understand it now. The because it's it's not very visually pleasing. Um if, if if you you could make the point though that where they are is obviously their their sanctuary, their their little slice of heaven in a way. And having yeah. it a bit more colourful, you could almost have it be like, well, why would they want to give up this beautiful landscape where they are? Because obviously mm-hmm. there's that do they stay, do they go mm-hmm. uh question throughout the entire film. And it could have been a a, a visual cue of leaving, you know, almost their kingdom of heaven, you know, very uh, biblical thing that happens when, you know, they leave the garden, humans leave the garden, Adam and Eve leave the garden, and they go off into the big bad world. That could have been something, you could go down the other track, but yeah, yeah I I don't fully like, uh, I mean, I get what they're going with it, but I just never really had that mentality through it, because yeah, the dialogue and the performances are enough. To draw you in and have you understand the the complexity of the situation that they're in and the the seriousness of the situation they're in, I don't think we necessarily need the the bleak uh, cinematography because it's a bit you know just make it black and white. Yeah, just make it black and white. Don't make it do it because it it does
0: make it. If it's about like you know, it it is a timeless tale, Um, so. You know, if you want to go for that, then I feel like strip any color out of it um, just to simplify it. But, yeah, I guess they kind of wanted the middle ground here. Uh, and I, I'm just not really a fan of the really desaturated look because I always feel mm-hmm. like it's it's trying to pull you in some sort of direction emotionally because, it, you know, it, 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 it evokes an emotion out of it. And it's kind of distracting in a sense. And, uh, yeah, it, I don't know with black and white, you can go into a lot of different directions as well, like black and white doesn't mean like every black and white film is drastically different uh, when you look at, at at the lighting wise and I feel like otherwise the lighting is is pretty great in this. Uh, I liked it quite a bit. Oh
1: cat yeah, because mainly Ooh. it's gonna be practical since it's the uh uh it's a group of people who obviously don't use electricity, so you yeah. don't really have access to you know lights. Uh in a modern standpoint. Uh yeah. even though this film takes place in 2010. Uh, Wait, it does?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. I At least I'm even... pretty
1: sure because I yeah, because really? I'm pretty sure in the siren it says take place in the 2010 census. So I'm pretty sure it only oh. takes place in like 2010.
0: Um, oh, so it is like, like the religious thing more... that they are seeing yeah. in this type of colony. Um yeah, design. I think it's a bit
1: like sure. an a bit like an, an an Amish uh style of living uh where they live uh off the land and they unfortunately I'm not very familiar with the Amish culture uh yeah, don't me use any sort of technology uh, Right, but that's sort of how I see or how I saw it um but yeah, yeah no it's, it's it's set in 2010 it's a very fairly recent tale uh, and we had electricity back in 2010, so I believe it is just an Amish uh, group or a very, you know, they say isolated religious community. Um, yeah, I not to depict Amish like anything specific. More than anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> good so choice. we know that they had uh, obviously the option to go color because they shot in red raw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we know they had the option Getting really to go color yeah. into it. <laughs> they actually just left it as the Red Raw uh, palette. They didn't actually do any color grading on it. It, it does like, oh, I like this. A bit this, like is, a, this, is, this looks yeah. great.
0: Mm-hmm. It, does look it looks It looks like a log line. Um, yeah, log, log file.
1: But uh, yeah. uh, the Raw format as well with the red cameras, if they've used a red... Oh, no, they used a... Penavision, Milano. Panavision. yeah. Uh, if they used yeah. a red camera, yeah. Uh, they would have had pretty good low-light performances, because so, they would have shot digital. Um, so that's quite impressive, uh, with Mm -hmm. the, the lighting that they, they had pretty much all looked like practical lighting. They probably would have had some fill lights here and there to get some faces, but a lot of the lights that you see, I guess the, the, the prop lights in the scenes, uh, you know, they can't really have anything too bright. So Mm -hmm. I, I would really like to see some of the technical stuff behind the scenes of how they did the lighting of the film. But, um, other than that, I mean, technically there's nothing else really that stands out to me everything no. about this film was quite safe there's nothing really too fancy about any of the technical work um yeah nothing blew me away with the score or with the you know music and i can't really remember if there was any music at any points um because it never really jumped out to me like some other films did but maybe that's just right. because Fairly recently we we watched uh Babylon, Babylon. and Babylon's just like absolutely <laughs> wicked for music and yeah, it's gonna it, skew it, well, the It jumps out of the screen of the and then
0: slaps you across the face continuously. God, That's it's so much. It's Babylon's just so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like the uh, the performances here. Uh to me, I'm always rooting for Rooney Mara to land another great role. I think she's a wicked actress. She's amazing. Um Frances McDormand is in the film for like five seconds, and then she's just Gone. She's really just uh in the opening and then at the end, she's really not like in the film at all. Uh but I like the dynamics that they had with Rooney Mara being like the the more calmer person um in this uh Jesse Buckley being um fueled with a lot of energy, same with Claire Foy, but kind of um up against each other with what they wanted to do. Uh and uh i yeah, it, it's just great to see them conversate to have this difficult conversation um and put it to a vote and um yeah i feel like one of the changes from the novel which would have made more sense to me if it were like you know said later on what what they do make is like there's an opening thing there's there's like a narration that goes over it which i'm typically not the biggest fan of um i kind of get why it's the narrative framework because what they write down here is what ends up being um, you know what's carried over that's kind of the the logic or what's set up in the continuity of, of this the setting um, difference from the novel is that Ben uh, Wishaw's character August is the one narrating the thing because he writes it down and he has I think he has a book at the end. I don't know if they exchange it here. I guess s- slight spoiler warning for the rest of the review if you want to get into those specific things, but Ultimately, I think you can't really spoil this this movie. It's about them making the decision. They make a decision by the end. That's pretty much it. Uh, but um yeah, they change it to um do you remember which character it is? Is it Anna or one of the younger ones? Uh, one of the characters uh, yeah, ends up narrating it. Um but what do you what do you think about like to me it makes sense to not have a film called Women Talking narrated by a man? It's just it's just it would kind of you know, go against the, the principle of what this movie is about.
1: It would, but it would make sense in this uh, with August playing the character. Yeah. That he, he is, ends up narrating it. It's obviously from his perspective when pretty much all the women leave, uh, cause spoiler, they leave. They uh, leave. <laughs> he's one of the only people who stays behind. So yeah. it's obviously, it could have been like a thing where they have it from his perspective telling about the story of these women leaving and how they learnt, uh, From their mistakes and he's teaching the future generations their story that's a that's a cool way of doing it as well but i totally Mm. get the uh changing of the narration
0: i i I get that change i i feel like if you can i would just always pretty much always get rid of the narration i don't think it's ultimately like relevant uh it just seemed a bit 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 odd with the change of like you know including Mm. that end part where he he leaves uh he he stays then there and he has the book, and oh my god, i'm just I'm ascending into heaven right now. <laughs> oh, it's so bright, but uh yeah, ultimately, I don't know if we have anything else to share uh our thoughts on the film um, just a great recommendation that probably not a lot of people have checked out um uh, yet, so get on that, go seek it out uh, it should be playing in uh theaters, maybe around you. I know in Switzerland it's getting a really, really limited run, I think just like. Out of the couple hundred theaters that we have in Switzerland, I think about four of them are like about to play it in special screenings. So really, you have to be on the lookout for it. I think for Australia, it did get a bit of a, a slightly wider, limited release. Um, but it should also be available to, to rent and buy on Amazon. Um, so go give it a try if uh, this piqued your interest and uh, you're a completionist like the two of us are for the Best Picture 10 at least. Uh, Lachlan, where do you arrive at as a rating for Women Talking?
1: Uh, I gave Women Talking four stars out of five Mm. on my letterboxed account. Uh, Pretty damn good. Uh, Not perfect, but absolutely a must watch from 2022.
0: I agree. I also arrived at a four out of five for this one. Now, if we had to pair it up and you are exhausted from the... Tale that was uh, These Women Talking, what would you put alongside this film as a double feature?
1: Well, I thought maybe since one of the characters in here who is Oscar winning actress, yeah, Francis McDormand, uh mm-hmm. doesn't really get much to say. No. And they are spectacular. And you'd like to see more from Francis McDormand and say a lot more to get a lot of people talking about one particular topic. So I thought the best option for a double feature would be three billboards outside ebbing missouri
0: i like that choice also her name in the film is scarface jans which is is yeah. a badass name that's such a because she has a name.
1: massive scar on her face it's dope but yeah
0: i would put it alongside i should close my window again it's really distracting uh but i'm pairing it alongside uh some other women Some Little Women from Greta Gerwig. uh, Little Women, a great film from 2019. Looking forward to Barbie. That would be another fun, like, completely different direction type of pair-up once that movie comes out. But I don't know if it's good yet. But, uh, yeah, Little Women is my double feature pick. Now, uh, let's have a look ahead of what's releasing this week. Creed 3 is uh, coming out in theaters. We'll be talking about that film more extensively next week. Finally, the Guy Ritchie film, Operation Fortune, Rustiger, is uh, releasing in wide release in the States. Uh, It came out in some places earlier this year, internationally. Uh, I already caught it. Uh, There should be a review on my channel out for it uh, right now, if you're interested. I don't know if you'll be able to catch it anytime soon, but um, I'll I'll talk about it a bit more in next week's show. Uh, But that's pretty much it. Next week, we'll be back to box it out, to duke it out uh, with uh, Jonathan Majors in Creed 3. I'm really looking forward to you checking that out as well. Uh, A fun one. And uh, in the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Leave a like on this video. Go check out our other videos. Um, They should be linked below and uh, we'll see you soon.